Hey, welcome in. Uh, Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Uh, great to have you tuned in. We're going to talk Jacksonville Jaguars, try to make sense out of it all. North Florida Entertainment coming up. And, of course, um, besides North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, um, we'll talk about, obviously, first and foremost, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought this was interesting that this is episode show number 17. And it's all kind of tying together. Um, episode number 17, season number four. And Evan Ingram. We're gonna we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about Evan Ingram uh today on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. He's a Jaguars tight end that really had an outstanding season, had a one-year contract with the Jaguars. Now it appears that you know, going forward, you know that. You know, Evan Ingram could go somewhere else. The Jaguars could franchise tag him. But so far, it looks like there's been some really positive talks on both sides that the Jaguars wanting back. Obviously, he had a great year. The Jaguars been looking for a productive offensive tight end for years. You go back and you think about Julius Thomas was a was really a, a huge disappointment in a lot of people's eyes. He, he scored some touchdowns, but was very disappointing. And after Julius Thomas left Jacksonville, his career kept going down. He went to Miami and he didn't last long there. And then he was basically uh, done from the NFL. Um, what's interesting, and I just had to double check all this because sometimes numbers will come at me and I'll say, was that, is that that guy's number? Well, 17 is Evan Ingram's number. This is episode show number 17. So we're going to talk about Evan Ingram. I mean, there's other 17s out there. Who comes to mind? Billy Kilmer, the quarterback of the Redskins back in the 1970s when I when I first started watching NFL football. Um, you know, and I think I think Kilmer played for the New Orleans Saints before I ever started watching NFL football, too. He must have played for the Saints. That'd be a, an interesting guy's career to take a look at Evan Ingram well Billy Kilmer also but uh Evan Ingram it looks like I think Evan Ingram's going to be in a Jaguars uniform because the fans want it the Jaguars management wants it the coaching staff wants it and Trevor Lawrence the quarterback the franchise quarterback for the Jaguars getting ready to enter his third year in the league he wants it it's a it's a slam dunk win-win situation and hey we're not seeing Evan Ingram next year uh we all kind of think he's going to be back in a Jaguars uniform I, I think without a doubt he will be I think it's like 90 99.2 percent chance of him being back in a Jaguars uniform either franchise tag or it's looking more like a you know a multi-year contract where he gets at least a couple of years um I don't know. I I could see him getting a three year deal. We'll, we'll you know we'll see what happens. Talking about the stats of Evan Ingram, it's a lot of E's in Evan Ingram's name. E E right. Evan Ingram, six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, played his college ball at Ole Miss, and you know we followed the SEC right here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. He's twenty eight years of age. He's in the prime of his career. Spent some some seasons in you know, in New York with the New York Giants where he was considered, you know, never a bust, but just not as productive as people thought he would be. He comes to Jacksonville on the one-year deal, has a good year. If you examine Evan Ingram's stats, um, 73 receptions, that's really good numbers for a tight end. 73 receptions, 766 yards, had four touchdowns in the regular season, had another touchdown in the postseason. Postseason numbers, 12 receptions, 124 yards. Uh, he basically is an offensive weapon because he's a guy catching the ball down the field. All of his catches are averaging well over 10 yards a catch, 10.5 yards uh, per average during the regular season, 10.3 yards per average uh, during the postseason. The reports we're hearing about Evan Ingram is it's looking like the Jaguars – and Evan Ingram's um, representatives are close. So I think this is going to get done. 
you know, on the flip side, I don't want to talk too much about right tackle Juwan Taylor or even defensive lineman Arden Key because there's talks that they may be not here. Uh, you got to remember the Evan Ingram contract um, is going to be a probably a, a big, huge contract for the Jaguars to absorb with all the other contracts, the big Christian Kirk contract. Uh, you know, I heard a guy the other day talking on sports radio. These are sent no, no matter how long the contract is, these are essentially two year deals because the team can probably get out from under some of these huge contracts in a couple of years. So the Jaguars were really happy with their, their free agents. Christian key, uh, Christian Kirk had a good year. Arden key had a good year. They got their money's worth out of Arden key, whether he's back. I think he'd like to come back, but there may be, a bigger deal for Arden Keep somewhere else. Maybe a bigger deal for right tackle Juwan Taylor somewhere else because now the Jaguars have a little, kind of like a little basket, and they can only fit so much money in the basket because of the salary cap. I think essentially the Jaguars would like to bring all these guys back, but in the NFL, you'll never bring everybody back. Essentially, you're losing players, keeping players, and then you're drafting new players. Then there's that, you know, that free agency area where you may sign a player or two, and the Jaguars may not really sign any big-time free agents in March due to their salary cap situation. And the fact they, the Jaguars, let's face it, had a much better team in 2022 and during the 2023 January 2023 playoffs playoffs the Jaguars were in the playoffs they won the AFC South division the Jags nine and eight on the regular season one and one in the playoffs with a 10 and nine record overall and the fans had to be ecstatic about the AFC South division championship it's funny I was writing my notes and I put central division championship there's no longer a central division but the Jags won that too back in the back in the late 90s so we're talking about uh, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 17. That's Evan Ingram's number. He had good numbers against 73 receptions, 766 yards, receiving four touchdowns in the regular season. He averaged about 10 and a half uh, yards per catch. He's catching the ball upfield. He's running some after the catch. He's essentially a big wide receiver playing the tight end position. Now, there's other tight ends on the roster. Some of those guys may not be back. Um, so the draft is going to be interesting. The Jags are going to add a free agent or two, and, and it's, they're going to have to be cost-effective free agents this time around with all the money that was thrown at Christian Kirk. Um, Evan Ingram, it's looking like he's going to get a pretty substantial deal. I'm, I'm going to guess a multi-year deal. I'm sure Evan Ingram's representatives are saying well we we need to lock this thing down pretty big with a with a with a good upfront bonus i i, I think that's what's going to happen i think the evan ingram deal is going to be two three years probably three years would be my guess we're talking about the jaguars north florida entertainment other area sports big news um you know i i mentioned this in one of the podcasts a couple of podcasts back, but Texas and Oklahoma are officially, we, we've known about this for like a couple of years, Texas and Oklahoma now officially joining the SEC. And I was thinking, you know, those two teams should be in the Western division, move Alabama and Auburn to the East. And now I'm hearing from people that they're going to just throw the divisions out. And it's almost like the old days they are going to have one long 16 team conference. Uh, that's mainly what I'm hearing about the SEC. We talk SEC football. We cover the Florida Gators. Uh, we've, you know, our executive producer, JC, kind of covers Alabama and the Southeastern Conference Western Division. And then you got Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. The Georgia Bulldogs have won back-to-back -back national championships under head coach Kirby Smart. Ooh, that's got a smart for Gator fans, including me. But we talked about other area sports. College basketball has been really down um, in north northeast Florida with the teams. Trinity Baptist College had the had about the best record in town, fifteen and ten, and they play in a uh, you know certainly a lower level of college basketball. 
But congratulations to Trinity Baptist uh, College. Trinity Baptist College going 15 and 10, and they're in the uh, they're in the tournament in their you know particular division. Good day, you tuned in. We're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Remember, Larry Saucer, Saucer Realty and Capital, and Larry has vast experience. And I thought I would bring this up again that you know he does land appraisals. He's been doing land appraisals for years. So if there's something you want to buy. He can appraise the land, the property for you. Um, Larry handles your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling, whether it's uh, home residential, business, or commercial real estate, Saucer Realty and Capital. You will find a link for Saucer Realty and Capital on our website at bigjreport.com. That's Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Larry does deals in uh, Lake City, Live Oak, Jacksonville, Gainesville almost all points in between and a little bit south of that line too. That's Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find the link uh, to their website, their link to their website um, in our weather. Scroll all the way down to our main uh, weather report. I think we've got a couple of uh, different weather areas now on the website. So check it out, bigjreport.com. If you want to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I, I think the interest is uh, peaking or boiling over a little bit now where people want to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame on the trip, D.D. McDermott. I do need to get an update from D.D. on, you know, what's going on with the trip and things like that, but you can contact D.D. McDermott. Let me, um, we will pull up the uh, website. We will pull up the website. Um, to uh, give you the phone number. I do have a phone number on D.D. McDermott now. It's 904. I about know it by heart now. 904-442-3810. That is 904-904. Am I giving out the right number? 904-442-3810. I'm just picturing people calling and it's not D.D. But no, the number the number is 904-442-3810. D.D. McDermott. He's right here in Jacksonville. Call him, talk sports with D.D. too, because, uh, man, he played professional baseball with some of the greats back in the 1970s. Uh, he played, you know, major college baseball back in the day and uh, uh, talked to D.D. about sports, but mainly about these trips. He's got the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio. The coach bus is going up there uh, June 8th through June the 12th. The, the trip would be four days and three nights. Um, he, Didi told me, we've interviewed Didi on past, uh, podcasts too. Didi told me the trip is interesting to the point where you're going to stay at the, the Baymont, I believe it's called, which is a major, you know, hotel up in the Canton, Ohio area. Uh, you'll be able to take a tour of the pro football hall of fame museum. Isn't that cool? You'll take a tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum. You'll see the bust of the players that are in the Hall of Fame. The bust, you know, like the, the statues of everybody's head. <laughs> that's that's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's guys that sadly have passed on. There's guys still living uh, that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But, I mean, essentially, these players are immortalized uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tony Baselli, the Jacksonville Jaguars First ever entrant into the Hall of Fame, Tony Baselli got in last year in 2022. So you can see the busts, the old game films, videos of, uh, you know, old Super Bowls, all types of game films. Uh, you'll view and take the tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, Museum, see the game films, the old uniforms, the old helmets. There's even going to be a tour set up where you can... Um, actually uh, view the Pro Football Hall of Fame football stadium, the Tom Benson Stadium, where uh, traditionally, traditionally in the NFL, the first preseason or exhibition game, the first preseason game is played when tra right after training camp opens, uh, when the preseason starts and when the preseason games actually start in early August. Uh, the first preseason game will be, of course, at the uh, Tom Benson Stadium, and that's a that's a cool thing. So you'll get a chance to actually tour the Pro Football Hall of Fame stadium, and I believe that tour will take place on one particular day of your your trip 
four days, three nights, June the 8th through June the 12th. Again, contact Dee Dee McDermott. I might know the phone number by heart now. It is 904-442-3810. Call Dee Dee McDermott. Let's talk uh, football with Dee Dee. He talks all types of sports. He's a very knowledgeable guy. I've been around a long time, and he's putting this trip together for the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. Uh, you'll be able to go from North Florida and Jacksonville. Didi says, hey, you guys from South Georgia are welcome to come too. So remember, the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip, June 8th, absolutely June the 8th through June the 12th. Contact your our, your friend and mine, uh, Didi McDermott, 904-442-3810. If you have questions or concerns or, you know, you want to go ahead and book your trip, you can do that. 904 442 3810 for D.D. McDermott and the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip coming up. Also want to mention LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio where, hey, it's all good. They have uh, Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, Bankers Hours, recognizable hits Monday through Friday from morning to late in the afternoon, and then Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, uh, Rock Saturdays on Saturday. Uh, they also really give you a little flavor late at night with uh, deep cuts album tracks and very very unique songs late at night with lakeyfallahits.com great internet radio where it's all good also a separate a separate entity but it all kind of ties together don't forget about the mad max mix mad max mix uh, goes on wednesday nights in a couple of shows back, I was interviewed by Max about BigJReport.com, about our Teal Shirt Report podcast, and Max has a great show. The um, Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max, the Mad Max Mix, Wednesday nights from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and that's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Max has got listeners all over the southeast, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, He's got listeners as far north as Michigan and a lot of states in between. The Mad Max Mix, you can hear it Wednesday nights at madmaxmix.weebly.com. Easy to click on links for Mad Max's show. Go to our website at bigjreport.com, and you can absolutely scroll the Neighbors 2 page, and you'll find the links near our concert information for the madmaxmix.weebly.com. You'll find links to Mad Max's show in the Neighbors 2 section and also the Outside the Box section. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 17, talking Evan Ingram, 73 receptions during the Jacksonville Jaguars 2022 regular season, 73 receptions, 766 yards, four TDs in the regular season. He got one TD in the postseason, too. And during the regular season, during the 17-game regular season, he had uh, 10.5 yards per catch. And one of Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets, obviously, because he caught 73 balls. It's a really, really, really good season for a tight end. There's other guys under, you know, long-term deals. Um, As you know, uh, the Jaguars made a trade with the Atlanta Falcons for Calvin Ridley, who, you know, the latest report is – Looks like he's going to be reinstated by the NFL after a a year of being suspended due to uh, some gambling issues where it is alleged. And if he was suspended by the NFL, it must be true. He did gamble apparently on some, some NFL games. But he's only getting a one-year suspension. And that's why I'm, I'm assuming general manager Trent Baalke was comfortable in making the trade and trading a couple of Jaguars draft picks. You're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So basically, when you talk about the Jaguars, you're talking about the top wide receivers. We're pretty much we pretty much know we're going to be wide receiver Calvin Ridley, wide receiver Christian Kirk, and we'll probably spotlight Kirk on a future podcast. Right now, we're talking about you know Evan Ingram, the tight end, more because it looks like he is going to. It's looking like he's going to re-sign with Jacksonville. Uh, Evan Ingram's folks, I believe, say it's positive right now on both sides. If the Jacksonville Jaguars want Evan Ingram back, they want to sign him to a new deal. The fans want him here. And it appears Evan Ingram and his folks would like him to be here as well. So everything is very, very positive with tight end Evan Ingram. 
of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quickly, I guess, kind of surmising that um, that the Jaguars basically their top three wide receivers should be wide receiver Calvin Ridley coming in off the trade the Jaguars did with Atlanta, plus Christian Kirk and Zay Jones will be back too as probably the number three wide receiver. Uh, the tight end got to hope Evan Ingram, you know, is there with he's gonna he's gonna require a huge contract or at least a very good sizable contract there'll be a bonus in there too and that's how you, you that's how you re-sign these guys right Arden Key and right tackle Juwan Taylor they may be out the door you know because the Jaguars are probably going to put a lot into this deal for Evan Ingram you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast hey we got more coming up we're going to talk XFL North Florida Entertainment and other area sports as we're trying to make sense of it all thank you for listening You know, I I almost forgot about the XFL, and we're not going to do that, and you'll know more why real soon, but I'll tell you, the XFL has been interesting. The St. Louis Battlehawks might not be the best team in the league. A lot of people think they're not, but they're 2-0. A.J. McCarron has brought them back twice in uh, fourth quarter victories. been amazing. Uh, for another team, the Seattle Sea Dragons, I think the Seattle Sea Dragons are actually going two now, as I understand. But Josh Gordon's caught a touchdown pass. He's caught, um, Josh Gordon's also caught something called the three-point conversion, which if you didn't know, the XFL does not have extra point kicks. You can go for a one-point conversion from the two-yard line, a two-point conversion from, I believe, the what, the five-yard line, and a three-point conversion from the 10-yard line. The amazing thing is I think a couple of coaches love going for the two-pointer. Some love going for the three, and some go for the one. It's, you know, kind of interesting strategy, but no no extra point kicks. There are field goals, though. But the St. Louis Battlehawks, with two come-from-behind fourth-quarter wins, by former NFL quarterback A.J. McCarron, who spent most of his career in Cincinnati. I think he had a couple of cups of coffee with the Buffalo Bills, but I think he spent more time in Cincinnati with the Bengals, I believe. But he's also a former Alabama quarterback. Our executive uh, producer, J.C., knows about Alabama. He knows about A.J. McCarron. And say what you want about A.J. McCarron, and even the, even the St. Louis Battlehawks, but they're 2-0. They're the only team in the XFL, 2-0, five games in. There was a Thursday night game. Uh, we, are now officially, we are now officially into week two of the XFL. You can also follow the XFL at xfltoday.net. Check it out, XFL Today. Dot net. So some of our XFL coverage may be limited out here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, but the XFL is back open in 2023. XFL action, a hard-hitting game on Thursday night. The St. Louis Battlehawks came off the deck and behind. They came from behind, and A.J. McCarron let him down the field. Another fourth-quarter comeback. He's got two fourth-quarter comebacks. Quarterback A.J. McCarron who plays for the St. Louis Battlehawks. The St. Louis Battlehawks 20, the Seattle Sea Dragons 18 on Thursday night, February the 23rd of 2023. Wide receiver Josh Gordon did catch a three-point conversion after a touchdown for Seattle. And in their first game, he also caught a touchdown pass. Uh, Let's see some of the other games here in 2023 as the XFL is now owned by The Rock. Danny Garcia, and Redbird. Man, what are your memories of the XFL? A guy named He Hate Me? 
going way back to, I think, 2002 when the XFL 1.0 started. The XFL 2020 and 2.0, right? The XFL 2.0 in 2020. And now the XFL reboots with a 3.0 owned by The Rock and Danny Garcia and Redbird. No longer, no longer the Vince McMahon, no longer the Vince McMahon um, tie-in. And you know, The Rock, Danny Garcia and Redbird bought it off the bargain basement scrap heap. I think they bought all the XFL trademarks and the teams and the league for out of bankruptcy for what was it, $15 million? I don't know if I got that figure right, but I think it's close to that. Taking a look at some games that have already been played, I mentioned the Thursday night game. The uh, Thursday night game on February the 23rd, the St. Louis Battlehawks with A.J. McCarron to come from behind victory. St. Louis Battlehawks 20, the Seattle Sea Dragons 18. That game was in Seattle. And St. Louis, I don't think they played a home game yet. When they get back home in week three, I believe, they're probably going to have the biggest crowd in the XFL. They Back in 2020, they had great crowds. But looking at the scores real quick now, St. Louis Battlehawks 20, Seattle Sea Dragons 18, back on Thursday night, February the 23rd. Say what you want about the St. Louis Battlehawks, but they're 2-0. In the XFL, they are in the, let's uh, see, St. Louis is in the XFL North. Seattle's in the XFL North. Let's take a look at some other scores. 2023 games going back on Sunday, February the 19th of 2023. D.C. Defenders won their first game. They're 1-0. D.C. Defenders 22, the Seattle Sea Dragons 18, a final on Sunday, February the 19th of 2023. Some excitement is two fourth quarter touchdown passes to win it by St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback A.J. McCarron. So now, you know, he did it that week and then did it on Thursday night. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks won that game, a relatively low scoring game. The St. Louis Battlehawks 18, the San Antonio Brahmas 15, a final back on Sunday, February the 19th of 2023. Uh, let's see some earlier results. From the XFL on Saturday, February the 18th of 2023, the Houston Roughnecks might be the best team in the XFL. Um, the Houston Roughnecks 33, the Orlando Guardians 12. That was the biggest blowout of the XFL thus far. That was on Saturday night, February the 18th of 2023. Former first-round pick Paxton Lynch, the quarterback, he played his college ball at Memphis. He used to be with the Denver Broncos. Now he's getting another shot in the XFL with the Orlando Guardians, if you will. So third quarter of the game or somewhere in the second half, Paxton Lynch tosses an interception. And the next time out there, he's not out there. Um, NBC reports from NBC and CBS said he got benched. Uh, the Orlando Guardian fans, some of them said, no, nah, that was part of the plan to play two quarterbacks. So there's two sides of the coin with that. But our feeling is, and a lot of people's feelings are that maybe Lynch got benched. It's going to be interesting to see if, if Lynch is back out there starting in game two for the Orlando Guardians or not. But the Houston Roughnecks, coached by Wade Phillips, the Houston Roughnecks 33, the Orlando Guardians 12, a final on Saturday night. February the 18th of 2023. And that was during the first weekend of the XFL. The first game on opening day featured the Las Vegas Vipers. Coached by, I believe they're coached by Rod Woodson. Um, the Las Vegas Vipers lost to the Orlando Renegades. The Bob Stoops defense, too much for Las Vegas. But it was a good game. Orlando, I'm sorry, the Arlington Renegades. And when I talk about Arlington, I almost said Orlando, but Arlington is trying to get a little publicity for Arlington because this is the team that back in 2020 was known as the Dallas Renegades. Now they're known as the Arlington, Texas Renegades. The Arlington Renegades 22, the Las Vegas Vipers 20, and that final score of that game was played in Arlington, Texas. And again, that was the first weekend of the XFL on Saturday, February the 18th of 2023. I believe that brings us up to date on all 
all uh, is that five games? You got eight teams in the league. Everybody played four games the first. Everybody added up to four games. There were eight teams that played four games the first weekend. Now we've had a Thursday night game. The latest game uh, was, of course, the Thursday night game. Hard-hitting game, too. And good football. The Seattle Sea Dragons, 18. The St. Louis Battlehawks, 20. The final score on Thursday night, February the 23rd of 2023. Who are the stars in the XFL? I got to, I'm going to give you a list here. A.J. McCarron with the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm even going to mention a guy that I don't even know if he'll make it through the whole season, wide receiver Josh Gordon, who's been with a multitude of NFL teams. He probably is, is hoping that he gets reinstated to the NFL. If he, can, if he can keep his nose clean the entire XFL season, maybe he gets another chance to go back to the NFL. Right, I don't like to say the NFL too much when we're talking about the XFL, but but Josh Gordon's paychecks not as big as they were. If he messes up this XFL shot, he might be playing in the indoor or arena leagues next. I think Josh Gordon's career is coming to an end if he doesn't keep his nose clean. However, the talent is still there. Josh Gordon has caught a touchdown pass. He caught the uh, 10-yard three-point conversion for a rare three-point conversion in the XFL. So Josh Gordon, you know, has some stats, and he's giving you some offensive punch in the early part of the XFL season uh, here now in 2023. I think I gave you all the scores. Again, on Thursday night, February the 23rd, the St. Louis Battlehawks 20, the Seattle Sea Dragons 18. That was from that was the first game of the second weekend. Going back to the first weekend, um, Sunday, February the 19th of 2023, D.C. Defenders 22, the Seattle Sea Dragons 18. How would you like to be the Seattle Sea Dragons? They've dropped two games by a grand total of six points. Again, the D.C. Defenders, I think they're going to have, the D.C. Defenders are honestly going to absolutely have probably one of the biggest followings in the XFL, they got a good fan base. I mean, look at the, you know, that's the city that has the Washington Redskins um, slash Washington football team, Washington Commanders. The fans in D.C., they loved the D.C. Defenders back in 2020. I think they're going to have a pretty good uh, fan following, and they did win their first game. The D.C. Defenders 22, the Seattle Sea Dragons 18, a final on Sunday, February the 19th. Some excitement as two fourth quarter touchdown passes to win it by St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback A.J. McCarron as the St. Louis Battlehawks 18, the San Antonio Brahmas 15. So you got good games. You got low scoring games. Um, St. Louis Battlehawks 18, the San Antonio Brahmas 15, a final on Sunday, February the 19th. The uh, two games that were played on February the 18th, just reviewing one more time, Houston Roughnecks 33. The Orlando Guardians 12 a final on Saturday night, February the 18th of 2023. And the first game, the opening game on opening day, had the Arlington Renegades 22, the Las Vegas Vipers 20, Bob Stoops defense. That, you know, these are some of the stars of the league. We're going to talk about the Arlington Renegades defense put together by Bob Stoops, uh, Seattle's wide receiver Josh Gordon, and they got a pretty good quarterback in Seattle, too. Former Dallas Cowboys practice squad guy who had been on the roster as a second or third string quarterback at times. And, of course, we're talking about Ben DiNucci, who has uh, found Josh Gordon on a touchdown pass and the uh, the vaunted three-point conversion from 10 yards out. So we'll make Ben DiNucci a star. However... The Seattle Sea Dragons are off to an 0-2 start. They've lost two extremely close games. As far as Arlington goes, they might have the best defense in the league. They got a good defense. Their defense won that game over the Vipers. The Arlington Renegades 22. Again, the Arlington Renegades 22. The Las Vegas Vipers. Did I call them the Los Angeles Vipers? No, no, no. The Las Vegas Vipers. Everything's moving out to Vegas. And is that a good thing? Maybe for this league, maybe for the XFL, it is the Arlington Renegades. Because hey, there's hey, don't be fooled. There's wagering. There is actually wagering in this league. 
So you had the Arlington Renegades 22, the Las Vegas Vipers 20. That was the very, very first game of the XFL 2023. On And that game, of course, was played on Saturday afternoon, February the 18th of 2023. So that gives you basically the rundown of the XFL with five games in. We're now into the second weekend of the XFL. Been some pretty good football, too. You can follow the XFL at xfltoday.net. My name is Scott, and uh, thank you. Thank you for listening in. Um, and I, I'm a host for the I'm a host for the Till Shirt Report podcast. We're also working on an additional podcast we're going to be doing too, and we'll let you know. We'll let you know about that as well. So thank you for tuning in. My name is Scott, your host for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, good to have you tuned in. Episode show number 17 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, season number four. We've been doing this podcast since 2020. Mid-January 2020, we started the podcast even uh, well before the pandemic. I think a couple of, men- a couple of months before the pandemic started, um, which certainly the pandemic is nothing to joke about. But, but everybody's got their opinion. And... Um, I don't want to get too political on this show. I really don't, but man, keep your eyes open. I will I will say that there's a lot of things going on out there. Um, I will tell you that I, I do want to touch on the SEC real quick because we mentioned about Texas and Oklahoma officially coming into the SEC, right, for football. That will not take place this year. That will take place the following year. They actually, Texas and Oklahoma become full-fledged members of in the SEC in the summer of 2024, which will mean they'll be, you know, they'll be active for the, I guess that's the best way to put it, active for the SEC uh, titles, uh, conference games in uh, the 2024 season, but not the 2023 season. But Texas and Oklahoma are coming in. I'm assuming about that same time that Texas and Oklahoma officially coming in 2024 to start playing the year after next, 2024, I'm assuming that's when the Big 12 officially, and they've already extended the invitations. The schools have uh, said yes, but the Big 12 in the year 2024 will be, you know, actually adding four teams. So they, the Big 12 is 10 teams. They lose two. Now they gain four. So actually, actually they're going to have 12 teams in the Big 12. Isn't that phenomenal? The Big Ten can't say the same thing. They got many more teams, but they've always called it the Big Ten. So forever they shall be the Big Ten. The Big 12's new teams coming in after Texas and Oklahoma leave are going to include Central Florida, UCF, the uh, Central Florida uh, Golden Knights, I believe they go by. Uh, UCF will go into the Big 12 Central Florida. Um, Also Cincinnati, uh, Houston, and BYU from kind of out west. So you get BYU, Central Florida, uh, Houston, and Cincinnati will be the new teams in the Big 12 in 2024. So a little bit of college, a little bit of uh, college football for you as we cover other area sports, which the SEC affects our area with covering the Florida Gators, the Bulldogs to our north, as you take those red clay hills up into Georgia. As Mad Max would say, Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, JC, our executive producer, uh, covers Alabama and the SEC West. The divisions may go kaput in 2024. The SEC, what I keep hearing now is the SEC may just go to a long 16-team conference with no divisions by 2024. And I hear that's what it's headed to. I'm I'm not necessarily a fan of that. Why Why not make... Texas and Oklahoma, kind of part of the West, kind of create almost like an old Southwest conference with Texas and Oklahoma and Texas A&M. But, you know, things that make sense, they they don't necessarily do in college football, do they? Because the mothership controls it. We're talking about the four-letter network. They control it. They're going to run it. 
And any idea I might have or you might have is is going to be secondary. And that's just what it comes down to. Um, East Coast Hockey League action. Uh, the Icemen have been extremely hot. Their goaltender, their goaltender got uh, East Coast Hockey League goaltender of the week. There's not that many shutouts in hockey anymore, but he had a shutout, a three to nothing shutout over the uh, South Carolina Stingrays just a few days ago. So the goaltender been playing well. Uh, his name, I believe, is Charles, and I'll look his name up here in a minute. But he got the uh, East Coast Hockey League goaltender. Of the week, and um, you know, quite an honor for for Mr. Charles, the goaltender with the Jacksonville Iceman. And um, congratulations to Charles. I was trying to pull up the, you know, I can never pull up the right thing in the Facebook group when I want to. A lot of good stuff in the BigJReport.com Facebook group, but take my word for it, the Jacksonville Iceman goaltender uh, made goaltender of the week. In the East Coast Hockey League. I think I found the info now. Um, the now East Coast Hockey League Southern Division first place, Jacksonville Iceman, riding with a hot goaltender right now. Congratulations to Charles Williams, named East Coast Hockey League goaltender of the week in the ECHL, the East Coast Hockey League. The Jacksonville Iceman in first place in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. The Iceman having a great stretch now and a great season in 2022-23. I'm going to attempt to pull up the East Coast Hockey League standings. The Iceman, last time I checked, they were at the top. Unless something else has changed, they should still be in first place in the division. But, I mean, it's, a, it's still a close race in the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. But let's take a look at what's going on uh, in the Southern Division. There's about four divisions in the East Coast Hockey League. We primarily zero in on the Southern Division. Jacksonville is still in first place with 68 total points in the standings. The Icemen having a great year, 33-15. and 15. 33 wins, 15 losses, and just two overtime losses. Florida Everblades, three points behind the Icemen. So the Iceman with 68 total points in the standings in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. Florida Everblades with 65. South Carolina Stingrays, who, man, they got stung by the Iceman. The uh, Iceman actually won back-to-back -back games up in South Carolina over the Stingrays this past week. Um, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits in fourth place with 63 total points in the standings, and they're tied with South Carolina for third and fourth place. Orlando Solar Bears, 57 points. They've been falling back. Atlanta Gladiators with 56 points in the standings. And, and heck, they're, uh, they're like 12 points behind the Iceman now. The Iceman have been hot. Savannah, Ghost Pirates, a new team in the East Coast Hockey League, 42 points, 42 total points in the standings in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. So that's some of what's going on uh, with hockey. The Iceman, extremely hot. I mean, hot on ice. Let's um, take a look right now, shall we, at the uh, at North Florida Entertainment. Got concerts uh, coming to the area. We always try to hit North Florida Entertainment and most all of our uh, podcasts that we do. We'll get on that real quick. I have made a vow to my executive producer, JC, that the podcast would be shorter. My new wife, Aline, saying the same thing. She says, hey, hey, babe, I can get, uh, I, I can, if you do a 30-minute or less podcast, I can get it on my phone better, okay? So that's that's what we're trying to do, and I think everybody would like probably more episodes, and we're going to try to shorten the episodes, and let's quickly hit the concerts here. If we, we can get this thing under 30 minutes, we will, and then we'll do another episode real, real soon coming up. Um, let's take a look at what we've got as far as concerts go. The Air Supply concert is in the books. That was late January. But let's take a quick look at uh, as quick as we can as we uh, find the concerts uh, here for our area in North Florida and surrounding areas. Let's see. Here we go. Um, some of the concerts coming up. Um I know that Late Night Transfer was at the Boussoir a few days ago. Man, I know they put on a good show. Hopefully, hoping to get some more information 
uh, concerning the local North Florida band, uh, Psychic Deli, to get their schedule coming up. I don't presently have the updated schedule on Psychic Deli. Hopefully, we'll get a show from them added to the concerts uh, real, real soon. Joan Jett. Let's see. Joan Jett is appearing on Friday night, March the 3rd of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. We also want to mention, plus the Mad Max Mix Internet radio show, Wednesday night music request show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Uh, Deep Purple, the show was back on February 19th. Hope you had a chance to go to that one. More shows. That one was at the Florida Theater, by the way. Um, you know, the Beach Boys will be in St. Augustine. That's coming up a heck this weekend, this Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine Florida Amphitheater. That's at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Also, Journey and Toto will be in Jacksonville, Florida in just a few days now. Coming up this Sunday, February the 26th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. Your chance to see them here in North Florida. Kenny Loggins at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday, March 12th of 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. Here's another big one. The Eagles and the Hotel California Tour will come to Jacksonville, Florida. On Saturday night, March the 25th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. And here's a very good one to end with. Uh, Natalie Merchant uh, will be in North Florida on Friday night, April the 28th of 2023 in St. Augustine, Florida at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Expect a good show in that one. I want to thank our producers for producing our podcast I might have gone over 30 minutes, and I do apologize if I have. I want to thank our producers, Alex Nunnery, and make sure you check high school basketball scores. Uh, they're in the playoffs now in North Florida, South Georgia. Go to our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll the homepage. You'll find the high school basketball playoff games. Again, want to thank our producer, Alex Nunnery, our executive producer, JC. Uh, thank you guys for all that you do. It makes our show so much better with all the input and help uh, that you give me here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Special thanks to our producers, Alex Nunnery, our executive producer, JC, John Gaylor. I appreciate all your help, too. And everybody else will attempt to do a shout-out list on the next podcast. This has been episode show, episode show number 17, season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And hey, I'm out. Have a great day. Okay, should we just go ahead and do it? Um, Shout out list. Andrew Powers. Andrew had a nice uh, post up on Facebook. He listens to our podcast. He's from, what, the Newport, Wales area. And um, Andy Powers, Andrew Powers, if you will, is, of course, on our shout-out list. Mike Mike Riggins, Duval brother, got you on my my prayer list also because I know that you've been through a lot of difficulties uh, health-wise. Big Jaguars fan. And let me tell you, Mike Riggins is superbly, if that's a word, superbly knowledgeable. Really knowledgeable. There you go. Really knowledgeable. Oh, got got to get some more coffee here. Get get the uh, get the pronunciations down right. Mike Riggins, very knowledgeable. <laughs> Jaguars fan, he really is. And Andrew Powers, man, he just picked out a team. You know, from over in the UK, around the pond, over the pond, across the pond. Uh, he lives in Newport Wells area. I know Andy moved recently. I'm going to have to get the, um, you know, I'm thinking, well, Andy should still be awake now. We're doing this podcast late in the morning on Saturday morning, February the 25th. Doing the shout out list, trying to update the shout out list. Andy uh, did a Facebook post. On my personal Facebook page, he grouped me in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Andy's a pretty good guy. Special friends is what it was. Andrew Powers, feeling happy. 
with uh, Brian Olive and 11 others. He's in Newport, United Kingdom. Now, I know he moved recently. He must not be in, he's in Wales, right? Uh, Dufferin, Newport, United Kingdom. That's what it says. He's in Dufferin, Newport, United Kingdom. I'm assuming that's his new digs. He's been there for, I think he's been at the new location for maybe a year or less or more. The guy loves Christmas. Nice guy. We sent him some, um, you know, he's a good friend of mine. And we sent him some gifts. We sent him like a Jaguars coffee mug and maybe another item. And he's a big Jaguars fan. He follows, of course, um, you know, UK soccer as well, the Premier League. Uh, but he follows the NFL. And he just, one day, picked out the Jaguars as his team. So, Andy Powers, Andrew Powers, thank you for listing him. We got you on the shout-out list as I promised, Mike Riggins, you're on the shout-out list. We got you in our thoughts and prayers. Mike is a really a great Duval brother and friend. Want to say hello to Chris Parker, TJ Overman, with the group Psychic Deli. And let's see, Enrique Crumbs, David Martin, Mike Riggins, uh, Chris Bowman, Brother Greg Bowman. Ella Smith playing football for the Reapers in the EAFL League. They're the team that won the EAFL championship last year in semi-pro football. Ella Smith is with them. He's also played with the Orlando Predators in the National Arena League. He's played for the Southern Steam. I want to say hello to Ray Jenny, uh, Robert Irwin in our group. He's in our Facebook group. He also helps um, Jerry Brown out with the Jaguars Let's Go group. William Curtis Kears with Duval Daily. David Monk Rickley, hello to you. Miller Mark. Man, Miller's been taking some great pictures up in New York where he's from. He's a comedian. Miller Mark out of New York listens to our podcast. Want to say hello to John Gaylor. John knows I won that fantasy football league this year that we were all involved in. I mean, of course, we were in more than one league, but, you know, the league that, you know, the, 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 the league with the prize, I won that one. I was happy about that. David Monk Rickley, Mary Lou Lubb, Lehman Northway was telling me about all the cold weather up north. And I always forget where Lehman lives. It's either it's either Iowa or Idaho. Let me let me look Lehman up. Man, I don't know why I get Idaho. I guess they, they both start with eyes. But man, this guy has been a follower of Big J Report. Since the early days. And he was one of those guys that apparently received some Jaguars apparel, even though he lived way up north. And he, you know, I guess he was looking for a coat, maybe like a winter coat. And all they had was a Jaguars coat. And man, he got the coat. He became a fan. What a nice guy. Northwood, Iowa. That's where he lives up in Iowa. That's a cold place. It's up near, up near uh, Minnesota and the Dakotas and all that up there. He is from, lives in Northwood, Iowa, is from a place called Manly, Iowa. And he's married to Eve Northway. And Lehman, thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for checking out our website from the early days at BigJReport.com. Lehman, Lehman's had some, 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 uh, some health issues along the way. A lot of people have, but Lehman, I've got you in my thoughts and prayers always, Lehman Northway. Thank you for being a Jaguars fan. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for visiting our website. He said in the early days he really liked our website at BigJReport.com. Lehman Northway, you're getting a shout-out today. Andrew Powers from over in the U.K. Bobby Ide, good, really one of our charter members of the BigJReport.com Facebook group. Bobby Ide, hello to you. David McRickley, uh, C.J. Foreman. I always forget somebody. On the shout-out list, I um, want to say hello to our executive producer, J.C.'s brother, Jared, and his and uh, J.C.'s nephew, Zach. Kenneth Harris from South Georgia, originally from Virginia, I believe, but he lives uh, somewhere in South Georgia, crosses the state line into Duval uh, for the ball games on Sunday. Big Jaguars fan, Kenneth Harris, hello to you. Many, he's got a... Always has some good food, too. That's Mr. Tailgate Extraordinaire there, Kenneth Harris. Uh, Robert Irwin, hello to you. Ella Smith, Ray Jenny, and uh, Jerry Brown, who runs one of the 
one of the maybe one of the best uh, Jaguars fan groups on Facebook. Um, Jaguars, let's go. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, there's some been some new ones created uh, recently. There's Jaguar Life 904. And what I love about these groups, I only had a problem with one group that, oh, Scott, we don't want to put your stuff in here. We don't want you to, you know, mention your podcast in here. And I and I, I never understood that. We're all kind of working together for one accord, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, to advance the fan base. But um, the good folks at uh, Jaguar Life 904, hello to you. Um, there's a lot of other other groups. There's obviously a lot of Duval groups, Duval Daily, and that is uh, Mr. William Curtis Kiers' group, and um, a lot of a lot of Jaguar. Oh, there's a, this is a new group too, the Jaguars Den. That's a new one. You got Jaguars Nation. Um, let's see. Greg Bowen, that's a, he's the administrator of that one. Greg Bowen with Jaguars Den. There's so many groups. It's you know, it's really honestly hard for me to keep up with everybody. And if you ever feel slighted by me, it's because I forgot or didn't write something down. And and uh, all you guys that listen to the podcast, man, God love you. I I love you. I, I appreciate all of our listeners, man. We love our listeners, our sponsors. Um. D.D. McDermott's putting together the Hall of Fame trip with uh, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Our good, really longtime friend, Larry Saucer. LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio. Mad Max and the Mad Max Mix, Wednesday night, internet radio, Wednesday night music request show on Wednesday night, 6 to 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 until 9 o'clock Eastern Time, the Mad Max Mix. Mad Max plays classic rock, oldies, classic rock classics, music, pop classics from years gone by. Gary Wright, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Steely Dan, Leonard Skinner, Led Zeppelin, man, the list goes on and on and on. Enjoy the show Wednesday nights, the Mad Max Mix with Mad Max, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Great sponsor. We also have a, a website that covers the XFL now. You can check that out, xfltoday.net. That's xfltoday.net, xfltoday.net. And we want to welcome xfltoday.net as one of our sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, Bobby Eyde, hello to you. Um, Mike Pate, one of my high school classmates, hello to Mike Pate, Rusty Kane. Our executive producer, J.C., hope you're doing well, J.C. Alex Nunry, one of our producers as well. John Gaylor, thanks for everything. Man, I won your fantasy football league, John. I appreciate the prize. It's coming. Um, John Gaylor's more than that, though. But Judge John Gaylor, man, gives us a lot of insight. Uh, keeps me up to date with things going on. So, John, I appreciate you being a contributor to the BigJReport.com website, Facebook group, and of course the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Ella Smith, man, the guy keeps in shape playing with the, uh, what's the name of that team? The Bay Area Florida Reapers in the EAFL, Semi-Pro Football League. But Ellis, I mean, Ellis has played in the prestigious National Arena League. He's played for the Southern Steam in the Elite Indoor Football League. The guy's played some football and he's a physical specimen. I, You know, i the first time I met Ellis, I said, man, who is this guy? He plays defensive end. Looks like a tight end playing defensive end. Ellis Smith, always a pleasure, sir. And you know what Ellis always says when he's on Facebook? He always says, if you make a comment toward Ellis, he'll say, is that right? <laughs> it's kind of kind of, kind of like his uh, phrase <laughs> that he uses. I like it. Uh, David David Barton, hello to you. I got to get I got to get some info from David on the APDFL as well. So you guys, thank you for tuning in. And hey, if I missed anybody, Big George Bowen, the, the safety master, 18 defensive safeties in his 18-year career, arena indoor and semi-pro football career. Big George Bowen, 18 safeties. Man, that's what, 36 points, right? When the safeties are two points. How about that? So that's kind of the shout-out list, Andrew Powers. We kind of started with you today. Andrew Powers, good to have you tuned in 
and listening. And Terry Knott, I don't want to forget Terry Knott. I'm, I'm the worst. Gerald Rogers, hello to you. I am the worst. You know, I have a, a habit of I like to jot stuff down. And, man, I have names going one way and another. So if I ever miss your name, I'm definitely taking the blame. It's my fault. You guys, thank you for listening. This is the uh, shout-out list, the shout-out list for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, thank you for listening in. Yeah, we got a little bit, got a little bit long, got a little bit long with this one. Uh, the next one, we're going to shoot for the 30 minutes or less, I promise you. This, this has been episode show, episode show number 17, our number 17, Evan Ingram, right? Uh, we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports. We gave you a shout out list of many, many uh, listeners we have. We appreciate you guys listening in. My name is Scott. Thank you to our producers. The Till Shirt Report podcast has been eloquently produced by Alex Nunnery and our executive producer, JC, and got a lot of help from uh, Mr. John Gaylor, too. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number 17 of season number four. I promise you. Hey, this time I'm out. Thank you for listening. Thank you.